Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. That's right. This is not a retro episode. Don't, don't look at the podcast uh, uh, thing that you're, you're, you're streaming us on. This is live. This is episode 114, Ghost of Tsushima or Tsushima, depending on which character actor is speaking at the time. Uh, this is Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am joined here on Bad Gamers Anonymous, as you are well aware. They are contractually obligated every week to show up. It's Kat. Kat, welcome back to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Yay, thanks. She is in a fantastic mood, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, joining her, myself, is Caden. Caden, welcome back. Howdy. Good to be here. And then there's Austin. Let's get ready to roll. <laughs> I just had to do it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, So this won't be an explicit episode. I promise I am am here only to talk about Ghost of Tsushima and give Austin a boatload of crap. Uh, What's everybody been up to this week? Let's start with Kat. Kat, what have you been doing? A whole lot of nothing. Um, Played Ghost of Tsushima for about an hour at a friend's house. He let me play on his PlayStation and kicked me out because he wanted to play. (laughs) Well... Yeah, that sounds that that sounds uh, that sounds about right. Austin, what about you? What have you been up to this week? Oh, you know, having the in-laws in for dinner, making sure that the dog doesn't get eaten by another dog, and of course, blowing through ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah, nobody cares. Caden, what about you? What have you been up to? <laughs> I've been no life in ghosts of Tsushima. I've also been playing some League of Legends with some friend of some friends of mine that uh, we all really kind of like playing it together and whatnot. I'm pretty sure we like, covered wait. this on the last episode. You don't have friends. Do you not you have friends? Of. He has imaginary friends. friends. It's Big Bird and Grouch. Wait, have you all been playing on the same PlayStation? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like taking turns, not social distancing? Hey, we just ship it back and forth. So I get yeah, it for three just... days, Caden gets it for three days, and then Kat just kind of got <laughs> left out. Dude, same day delivery through Amazon, man. Stuff's, that's, stuff's great. That's, they share that's custody. Terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, speaking of terrible... If you go to creativebraincandy.com, there is a brand new show called Brainstorm. That's right. Uh, The founders of Creative Brain Candy, uh, myself, Jason, and Rob, uh, welcome Eyes Forward March host and creator Tim Allen to the show. We talk about Eyes Forward March. We talk about this, that, the other. And I make fun of Rob for an hour. That's right. If you include status in this equation, I make fun of Rob for two hours every week. So go to creativebraincandy.com, check out Brainstorm, Status, STD, Simply Stogies, BGA. There's a whole, like, Drunkenomics, Ketobophobia. There's a ton, Eyes Forward Marsh. There's a ton. And it, we just added another one, Brainstorm. Uh, check it out. And while you're there, click on that merch button and buy some BGA merch because these guys need an extra PlayStation. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I like the kind of uh, swapping hand system we had going on. 
Yeah, that sounds terrible. But whatever <laughs> works for you. Let's let's just get you a brand new PlayStation, or we can just save up for PlayStation Five. Because if you're gonna buy an Xbox, well, you're just not doing it right. Uh, or you just <laughs> yeah, or you just want an extra mini fridge in your room. Hey, or a fancy Pope hat. I always wanted to look like the Pope. No, I, I don't. I don't know what that means. Is this what don't you I deal know. with every week, Cat, while you're hosting? Yeah, yes. we, I call him clickbait. <laughs> he, he is indeed clickbait. Come he into really my is. Web. You know, it's the most accurate to. nickname I've ever given anybody. The the only question I have is, if you click on this bait, do you get a virus? Probably. Yeah, I don't Wouldn't know. know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, news. Uh, who's taking the first one here? I'll go ahead and take the first one. So, go. for all my magic to get, yeah, for all my magic gathering friends out there, um, there's a new set coming out called Zendikar Rising, and they're releasing a new type of booster pack. So instead of the standard uh, 15 card draft booster, uh, instead these are only going to have uh, 14 cards, with two of them being guaranteed to be magic cards. Uh, the you know, the other Sorry, the other two are um, a little advert, advertisement token and an art print card. Um, with that being said, since there's less of them, you have the higher chance of getting a more rare card, which usually equates to a better card in general. And there are going to be some cards from what we call the list. The list is just a reserve pile of a bunch of favorite reprints from all the past magic sets all the way back to its early days. And the people on Magic Gathering Arena, you guys who only play digitally, first of all, start collecting cards. Why no, haven't you don't, started? Don't, start. Don't, start. Don't, it's a great hobby. Lost. It's an expensive hobby. It's a great hobby. You can Just replace women with stuff. cards. <laughs> like Caden. Um, for, for, you, for you guys on Magic Gathering Arena, you sadly won't be getting Kaden. the reprinted cards. Yes. Caden. Yes. Have you been laid yet? Like, I don't, why are we talking about Magic the Gathering? Like, uh, this is like the, the Dungeons and Dragons of dorks. Oh. What's wrong with Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. It's for dorks. I, just, I never got into it. <laughs> I, I never got into it. I was never that dorky. I was I'm never I learned I can't do accents. with my cloud goat ranger. <laughs> yeah, I've always been so happy with my life. I've never had a, I've never had to pretend that I was somebody else. Aw, don't lie to us. Well. Well, we know you got like 13 personalities swimming up, swimming up in that whole, in that head of yours. But did, you still haven't answered the question. Have you been laid? Because like, I wah, can't wah, imagine wah, like wah, you, wah, 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 wah. when a girl comes over, like when you go on a first date with them, you're like, check out my exclusive Magic the Gathering card. I got the Pact I, of Negation I counter don't spell. do that. This will be great for you, Yes, Stacey. I have. Oh my God, Austin, <laughs> I've already had enough. <laughs> oh my God. It's never enough. Oh my wow. god! But yeah, so long story short, you're not gonna get certain cards from the movie set. Sorry, but start actually playing the physical game. Why? Yeah, be cool, like Caden. Because no. it's fun. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's engaging. It's interactive. Right. We'll get back to that. Clickbait. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some fancy dancy money stuff with AMD share price. Because they overtake Intel's for the first time ever. You wouldn't believe how fast Intel shares drop, especially when uh, it's really hard to build their computers. It's just hilarious. It's, they're finishing at $53.39 a share. That's 11.69% for 
from the start of the day. It's like, holy cow, <laughs> time to sell the cows, mom. Oh, it's just, it's amazing. Compared to AMDs, which fared way better, finishing at $63.44 a share, up by 6.5%. Oh, yeah. Those are some awesome numbers you can dig at. Great. Uh, Austin, what I... does AMD stand for? <laughs> America modeling nope. discs. No, no, I have no wrong. idea. You're I just know wrong. that I was supplied the information and I delivered. Therefore, I see the Austin. Uh, uh, Austin it's... goes with the with the Rob research method. Yeah, yeah. It's the advanced. <laughs> it's advanced micro devices. They're a microprocessing company. Well, there you go. I play the game. All right. I don't so here's it. here's my question to not Austin. If I'm building a, if I'm going to build a PC, yes. do I go with AMD or do I go with Intel? Because Intel's always been the one that you want to go with when you're building a gaming PC. Yes, it has. So, it, from my opinion, you know, my opinion, um, AMD is going to be better for budget gamings um, or gaming where or stuff that you're not necessarily gaming, but you may be streaming a lot, you may be doing a bunch of video editing, so on and so forth. Um, Intel, if you're looking for just top of the line, absolute best performance, Intel is still, for the most part, the way to go. So if you, if you got the money to splurge, I'd say go Intel. If you're trying to build like a budget gaming PC, uh, I'd personally say go AMD. So AMD is narrowing the gap. Yes. Uh, in fact, this is, I mean, their third gen Ryzen has given Intel run for their money. Um, but it's then, not there yet. Like narrowing, narrowing the gap is great and all, but it's still not better than Intel. I uh, no, but it shows promise. If they can keep this train up, then they're going to be forcing Intel to actually start being competitive. Because for the longest time, Intel's been able to get away with just being able to do what they do best and not have to worry about someone else swooping in. Right. But and this now, article goes on to say uh, that AMD is still a co small company compared to Intel. Yes. Uh, so. If a small company can put this pressure on Intel to actually get a little bit better and start making some innovation, I think it's better for gamers overall. Oh, absolutely. And plus, I mean, this is the first time AMD shares have been higher than Intel's in their entire existence. So, yeah, it shows promise, and I'm looking forward ah, to it. I would probably blame the Rona before I start looking at AMD actually doing... Like, they're not doing bad things. No. Like, when you, when you go to build a PC, you've got two options, Intel or AMD. So... I mean, if they can narrow the gap and that, like I said, get them to to make some innovation in, in a uh, an area that's otherwise been stagnant for the longest time, uh, this is only good for everybody. Also, right. on an absolutely 100% related note, don't ask Caden how to build a PC because he will just be like, yeah, I'm going to ignore you and go do something else. No, no because uh, watch you, the video that Henry Cavill put out. Yeah, you should. Which, yeah, by the way, yeah, the marketing team Henry still hasn't contacted Cavill. me. No, so if you ask me what process you should get, then I'm going to be at a bit of a loss. But if you're wanting, or sorry, a CPU. If you ask me what CPU you should oh, get when you, you mean I a full you so build, much. I don't even. Then... I, you know what? <laughs> Kat, I now understand why you why you hate podcasting with these two. Yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Cat. Uh, oh, I feel accomplished anytime. now. All right. Well, now that clickbaits is done, speaking of clickbait, see what I did there? That's called a segue, folks, in the biz. Uh, according to Kotaku, uh, video game HUDs used to be cool, and apparently they're not anymore. Like, I don't, I don't understand the whole premise of this other than this guy, uh, Zach Zwiesen from Kotaku, 
uh, talking out of his ass and playing a three-year-old game and being like, man, three years ago, HUDs were so cool, but now they're not, man. Well, I mean, he's also pulling from, you know, some some older games, like, uh, looks like one of the original Gods of War. Yeah, and fact, Sky Gunner. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. It's, it's called It's called innovation. And this is what happens, right? And it happens mm-hmm. in any, any entertainment. It happens in any industry anywhere. Innovation happens. And so three years ago, HUDs looked a certain way. And everybody kind of went in that direction. And now it's 2020. The Rona's taken hold. And HUDs look a little bit different. Do we blame the Rona? No. The HUDs <laughs> look fine. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. If you take one of the older HUDs at Dome onto a modern game now, you'd piss, you'd, you'd upset people. And here's there's... why. It clutters the screen. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. It clutters it. Ah, uh, you guys like the scenery. I get it. Look, I want to be able to game, look at my game. When you're playing a game like Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> or Tsushima, whichever way is the correct pronunciation, the character Tsushima. actors couldn't even get it right. Uh, so when you're playing a game like that and you've got these fantastic graphics and you're running... You're running, I don't care if you're running an AMD, if you're running an Intel, if you're running, it doesn't matter. You want these graphics to take up the screen and you don't want it to be cluttered. You don't want it to be obscured mm-hmm. by this gigantic HUD that this Zach Zwiesel from Kotaku is all Kim, about for some reason. You're going to have to stop doing those voices. One nope. option is enough, please. Nope. Please. Nope. Listeners, oh, listeners, I honestly say, click on, <laughs> click on this article. It's the video game HUDs used to be cool article. Look at the first screenshot that they show. If I had this on my game, I would actually be upset because that's about a third of the screen space <laughs> taken up by. Yeah, I would lose stuff. my mind. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And Cap, I've been doing these voices before you knew how to spell podcasting. I so love probably them. Probably before I was born, old man. Absolutely. So I will continue <laughs> to do these voices, especially when I'm dealing with Kotaku and their idiot writers like Zach Zwiesel. <laughs> I miss Gita Jackson. I'm so wow. I'm so glad. I'm even, so glad you're back, Carly. No. Uh, and real quick, I'm gonna go old school. <laughs> Apparently, uh in the uh Super Mario 64 source code, they have found Luigi. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Uh he was planned to be a p- playable character, and nobody knows why they did away with it, but the source code, Luigi, is kind of in there. Okay. Huh. So 1996. So they, yeah. Maybe it was like an idea that they threw in there and the programmer started on it and then eventually got scrapped and they forgot to take it out. No, probably some guy named Luigi messed up an order of pizza somewhere and they're like, whoa, we don't like Luigi now. Let's just get rid of the guy. What? what? Hey. I don't know how to respond to that. Precisely. <laughs> I've want confounded you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Kat, I feel your pain. You don't. Because <laughs> you're not going to be here next week. Or the week I won't. This, or is week like after. A, this is a one-off. I love coming in here, messing stuff up. See, look, I, me not swearing. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Look at you. Yep. I'm proud. Yeah. I love coming in here, messing stuff up, and uh, then leaving. That's kind of what I do. The American dream. Speaking of things that aren't <laughs> messed up, see, that's a segue, and I use the same segue that I did before, and I hate it when I do that. Wah, wah. Let's talk about <laughs> this game uh, that we're all here to talk about. This is the hot new. This is the um, new hotness. This is the hot game. Skipping over someone much? 
I don't want to talk about this. Fine, cat. What do you have? No, you're not allowed to come back. Come in here, stir the pot, and then you skip over my show. What what news article do you have? State of Decay 3. No. What, you don't like the game? Not particularly, no. He doesn't like like good things. (laughs) Clearly. See, they released a teaser trailer. Um, there's no release date for it yet, but it looks really, really good. And I'm excited. It's a really small article, but I just wanted to put it out there. Oh, that was fast. Look at that. The quickest well, news see, article on the planet. Thank you. Thank it's you. literally like two paragraphs. Wow. Right. Uh. Well, didn't they release this during Comic-Con? Which was? Uh, I'm not sure. I yeah, Comic-Con's watch. going on, and there's been more video game news coming out of Comic-Con than actual <laughs> comic news. Donna. Priorities? Huh. I yeah. guess. I mean, no, yeah. it's definitely priorities. It's the market for it, baby. That's like, hey, check us out. We got video games Quit, over Quick honks, baby. Comic-Con's not Comic-Con unless you've got a bunch of virgin dorks in the corner playing Magic the Gathering, and they all smell like four days <laughs> so, of B.O. So wait, hey, Crowley, some of them have been laid. Been and, oh, Comic-Con? there's there's one guy. There's one guy who I want to say goes to Comic-Con, but maybe a different con, who dresses up as like Febreze Man. He goes around and sprays the people who have, like, haven't showered in three days. For those what in is need, Febreze, Febreze man? man. Well, he's just doing God's work. Right. That, <laughs> hey, that's a holy man right there. Okay, Don't so, imagine the smell of Febreze over top of the smell of B.O. is good. I think he gets the odor killer. Wait Anyways. Kids are teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Caden and Austin both know the smell of Febreze over their own, their own <laughs> brand of uh, odor. I don't know it over my own. I know Axe body spray over the people around oh, me. Oh, See, my God. Magic the Gathering with Axe Lord. body spray? No, yeah, not me. Ne- yeah, never been late. Never, <laughs> See, ever. Kaden, if you want it's to called, have some, you know, some company, just you do Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. It's called high school sports. Yeah, take take <laughs> dating advice from Austin. I would not, look. There's a lot of advice. I, no, there's not. There's no advice I would take from Austin. Ever. Really? Not even if you're burning on fire and he said, "Drop and roll, drop and roll." Doesn't always I would, work. I would jump and clap. <laughs> <laughs> that's not uh, my or, fault you're the one who burnt yourself to death not my fault I am are we ready to charges. talk about this game <laughs> let's, get into it. Let's, let's move on <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima uh, this is a game that I have personally been waiting for for literally years uh, the first time I heard about it was on an episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous when my then co-host Garrick uh, informed me all about this game he was telling me everything about it how fantastic it was going to be and then it never came out. And then it never came out. And then it never came out. And now it's finally out. Released July 17th of this year, 2020, developed by Sucker Punch Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, exclusively on the best console on the planet, the PS4. It is an action-adventure stealth open-world game where you get to play a samurai slash ninja? Uh, samurai t- with thief-like tactics. Yeah, that's, they, they call that a ninja. Uh, I mean, I mean nin, nin, they don't uh, actually I mean, ninja mention were, it. I, mean, I know they nin- don't mention it. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to show. I think it's supposed to show that he's basically the original ninja. Is that, um, well, okay, if that's how the game ends where it's like, oh, look, this dude's actually, uh, he's the first ninja, then fine. 
I'm okay with it, but something tells me that it's not. Spoiler alert. And that's uh, literally <laughs> my only gripe with this game. Like, that's yeah, it. I, I don't know because I've I, I've not beaten the game. I did slightly spoil it. I kind of, I kind of know how it ends. I know that there's two separate endings you can get. Okay, uh, don't shush, don't shush. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Batman. I'm not that far yet. Now there are gonna be gonna spoilers. Spoil We're gonna talk I'm, about the story a little bit. Uh huh. So if you don't know anything about this game and this is a game that you want to pick up and you want to play and you don't want things to be spoiled, turn the podcast off now. Go buy the game. Start playing it. Come back in about 20 hours and that's where we'll be. So is that mm-hmm. when we'll take this uh, recording back up? When I No, I no, that's when, <laughs> that's when the listener can pick the recording back up, Kat. Right. But yeah, no, um, the, I won't say that. Um, what I will say, though, is that this is, this kind of gives a throwback towards what I'm assuming this is kind of based off of, which is the actual invasion, the Mongolian invasion of Japan. Because uh, the, the main character, or the main antagonist, Kutun Khan, Kutun Khan, uh, you guys remember that he mentioned his cousin was Kublai, was Kublai Khan, and yes. his, you know, he's, he's the grandson of uh, Genghis. Fun fact, Kublai Khan uh, was, the, was one of the actual leaders of the real-life Mongolian invasion, and this game takes place at the beginning of uh, when the Mongolian invasion would have taken place, which is 1274 AD. That was a fun fact. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Way to go, <laughs> stud. You learned another fact. <laughs> Here, here, here's a fun fact. The voice actor who plays Koten uh, Khan, I believe, is the same actor who played Kublai Khan in uh, the Netflix series uh, uh, Marco Polo. Oh, is he? Yeah. You know, he might actually be right. Oh, who's the. Oh, here who's we go. That? We call this research on the fly in status. Yeah, I like to use it whenever I can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it just works out for so many, uh, so many shindigs. We have we we have nice effects that get a zipper going down and then fun things right. happen after the zipper. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip. I'll put it on in next time I uh, record STD. <laughs> yeah, so you if you hear me typing, should. it's because I can't remember um, who the actor yeah. is. <laughs> anyway, you can look it up because I stopped <laughs> yeah. caring about. Four yeah, move minutes on, ago. move on. So here's the synopsis. Uh, All the samurai are slaughtered in the initial invasion by the Mongolian Empire, led by said Khotan Khan. Uh, And you play Jin Sakai, uh, a a samurai lord uh, who must push back the invaders using whatever means necessary. And initially, you have to rescue your uncle, and then you free all of the island of Tsushima. Or Tsushima, again, depending on which voice actor is is saying it. Uh, And that's, that's the game. It's open world. You can go do whatever you want in whatever order you want. It's like Breath of the Wild, except not mild, right? Well, with exceptions, uh, there is there are forts that will keep you from reaching a particular region, but beyond that, you can literally start and stop quests at any point. Oh, but the yeah. beautiful part is also the environment. You can go almost anywhere as long as you can find a ledge. Boom! Oh, look, a huge mountain in my way. Well, I'm not going to go around it. I'm just going to climb up it. Wow, way to enhance the conversation. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, and I, I don't know do about not you hate. guys, but the platforming to me was clunky at times. There were some times yeah. when it felt really smooth, and there were other times when I was, yeah, I was not I having think a that, good time. So I think that's a good point. It, there are times where it's clunky, but I don't think the clunkiness actually came into play until you start um, using your, your, your grappling hook. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's where it starts to get a little clunky. I think that was maybe an afterthought. I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. So far, the platformers haven't been too terrible. There's a lot of... So there, there's objectives in the game that you can go do whenever. Some of the objectives are uh, there are shrines that you can go to and mm-hmm. and explore. And then when you get to the shrine, you unlock stuff for your tech tree or you... It's it, There are things we'll get to here in a minute, but that's where... There are a couple, especially when you first start in the first area, you start in the lower half of the island or the lower third of the island uh, that you have got to go to to unlock stuff that you can't get to until you get that grappling hook. Yeah, I believe it's like... Progress the story to that point. And that's when the clunkiness for me comes into because they want you to jump and then throw the grappling hook as you jump. And it just, it doesn't work. I don't think yeah. it works as well as they wanted to. I think it would have been a lot smoother if it was just you could look at what you wanted to throw the grappling hook at and then throw the grappling hook there. Fair, but you'll eventually, mild spoiler, um, but you'll eventually get to the point where they'll expect you to start swinging, like basically Spider-Man. This is yeah. this game is basically the, the love child of Assassin's Creed and the Arkham games with some you know, Japanese folklore thrown in there. And some Spider-Man um, thrown in there. But yeah, it's Spider-Man. Um, so eventually you'll start swinging on these branches. And I imagine it'll be really difficult to jump, then look up, then grapple, and then swing all in basically that. Well, no, I, I don't disagree, but I think that that's the kind of stuff they could have left out and it, this game would not have suffered at all. Right. I think it, but I mean, yeah, there are so many elements to this game and it's layered so beautifully that this is a layer that I think they could have done without, and I think that actually detracts a little bit from the game. I can see that. Um, I mean, the clunkiness is a nitpick. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, like this game yeah. is everything about this game is so good. Like, spoiler, we're going to love the crap out of this game. It is that good. It's addicting. Uh, Kat got to play it for an hour, and she said that she wished she could continue playing. Yeah, that's true. Oh. which is rare. It's wow. that good. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, right. But it's also right up her alley because it's, I mean, it's decently similar to Breath of the Wild in terms of the open ended RPG. There's aspect more action. Thing. There's more action. Like, yeah, there's a lot of open space that you can run through, that you can ride through, like a ton mm-hmm. of open space. But there's a lot of stuff to do within that open space that Breath of the Mild doesn't have. Breath of the Mild <laughs> is a lot of open space. And it's just a lot of going from point A to point B and nothing in between. Where here, there are bandits that you can stop and fight. There are, uh, there are box dens that you can go to so you can uh, get all of your charms unlocked. And then there are, when you get all of those unlocked, then you can start, you start getting uh, charms, actual charms from the, uh, from the box dens. There I think are, a, better, a better comparison would be The Witcher 3. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I just wanted to say Breath of the Mild to piss off Crowley. But no, you're not going to piss me off. We're talking about Ghost of Tsushima or Tsushima. He's happy. This, this is am. the best day of his life. This is, it's not the best day of my life. Not, not, <laughs> not by a long shot, but. The day uh, I signed it, my contract was, I know. Uh, that's not it either. But it's not as bad. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's still good, I guess. All right. Anyway, you know what? Stop trying to bring me down, Kat. Uh, this is a huge what open world. Let's talk about the leveling up system. Like, let's, I think that's a good place to start because it's different than a lot of other uh, leveling up systems out there because you don't get a level. 
No. You get what's called a yeah, you get a legend. You get a uh, title. That's what it really yeah. is. The title of the plot. And it's that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's yeah. So you you get a title of like, you know, the Phantom Samurai or the Ghost or the Broken Warrior. And as you go through, your title will get more and more, I guess grandiose. Uh would be a good way to describe it. More as your uh, legend grows, so does your title. Yeah. Um, and as you improve this legend, as you increase this legend, you'll hit these small circles which act as your technique points. These you can spend on your techniques and your tech tree, and those give you a handful of abilities that I'm sure we'll touch on here in a bit. Well, let's talk about the tech tree. I think that's a okay. good this is a good spot to talk about the tech tree. The tech okay. tree is a little bit different. Uh, there are points that you can put into, you can, you can learn new uh, sword stances, new fighting stances that, uh, and these fighting stances uh, have in world consequences uh, and, and um, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, I can't think of the word <laughs> that I'm looking for. I, I, it, it has escaped me as Brain a part. It's okay, yeah, Crowley. I, we understand. It, that's what God, just happens. I, so basically, Austin? the stances you use will work better <laughs> against certain enemies. So for yeah. instance, the stone stance works better against swordsmen. The Advan- wind stance uh, works better. Yeah. You yeah. get advantages against certain types of uh, enemies, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's got a huge shield, if someone has a small shield, uh, if someone has two swords. Like the rock stance, right? The water stance, the moon stance, and the wind stance. Yes. Those are your four stances. And you can put points in there. But it's not like each stance has a ton of points. I think each one has five that you can put uh, in. Five total. Yeah, five yeah. total. So that's only 20 points. There's also, then there are points that you can put into evasion. There are points that you can put into uh, deflection. There are points that you can mm-hmm. put into to, to help you uh, find objectives in the open world, which I love how they do that. The like winds gonna, of the wind. Yeah, with the that's wind. That's what make it yeah. so awesome with the, it just... Just goes in that general direction. You don't have to follow a path. All you have to do is see the everything moves with this wind. The leaves, the the trees, the fire, right? Any type of bonfire. That's what makes the effect really cool when you activate it, swiping up on the PS5, you know, the PS4 pad, and it just whoosh makes that noise. And hey, I generally need to go in this direction. Bonus point. Yeah, can, can, I, can, I, can I point something out? Yes. So last week when we reviewed Old Gods Rising. You had a problem with the objective button pointing in one general direction and not guiding you. But yeah. you're okay if it's wind. That game sucked. That's just what I'm it not was. arguing that point. I'm just pointing this out. You're okay if it's wind guiding you in a general direction, but not if it's an arrow. Yeah, see, if I see the colors of the winds, I generally go with the flow. Oh, All right, Wait, did you just quote a Disney movie? <laughs> he quoted yeah. Pocahontas. Yep, that's how we get sued. Austin uh, is now Pocahontas. <laughs> now and forever, Austin's name is Pocahontas. I have long no. his name in the Discord to be Pocahontas. The wind is going. He's going to embrace that nickname. Yeah, yeah, I'm to, changing yes, that in the Discord. Thank you. <laughs> to go to go back just a, a tad bit, because I, I do want to mention something about the tech tree in specific. Um, <laughs> if you're like me, and you don't have the reflexes of a dead cat, I would recommend that you at least dump one point, at least one point into the deflection tree because that grants you the perfect parry. What this does is if you uh, parry at the last second, um, you'll basically fully stagger them and be able to one shot kill. Hit in. Yeah, yep. one for, shot for the kill. most part. Um, as you get on later, it does become one-shot kill, but it opens them up for you to finish them off quickly. Um, I would then say 
unless you really want to like max out something else really quick, I would say max out the deflection tree first. Even before the stances. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. At, at the but very the least, thing. you can go in when you, when you start with a, uh, when, when you come up on a group of enemies, like there are several ways to play the game. Oh, the, the strategy off. is yeah. completely up to you, but you have the option to do what's called a standoff. And one of the points that you can put in this tech tree is to have a two shot uh, on the, uh, on the standoff. So what happens on the standoff is it's basically, it's a duel. It's a duel like in the old West, except instead of guns, it's swords. Oh, and you both so stand cool. there and you both have your hands on your, on your sword and you wait for this guy to make his move and he'll try to feint you into, into making your move too early. But if you do it right, you'll one shot kill him. And if you have this point in the tech tree, you hold that stance until another enemy comes up and you do the same thing and you one shot kill him. So if you're coming up on a group of five or six or seven enemies, immediately you can get rid of two. And inevitably, mm-hmm. there are archers that are there. You just go get rid of the archers next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the well, archers that, are really annoying. Like that's what I. That's why I would also say start <laughs> off with the. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Austin. Couldn't go, go, go ahead and continue. <laughs> Point is, yes, that is a definitely a very wise tip. Go after the archers, even though they don't have a lot of damage. Eventually, they just start to get really annoying when you're trying to get like some combos down, especially in like the moon stance when you're facing up against brutes. So it'd be nice to take them out first, and then just it just makes everything a lot easier to kill. Yeah, no, and that's another reason I say the deflect tree should be a first go is because you get an ability that deflects arrows. Deflects arrows. Yep. Yeah, and then you also get a couple of abilities that deflect some of the unblockable attacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I found really helpful. Oh, yeah. And spears, and then eventually you get the one with the dual swords. Um, yep. And those two I found the most annoying. I could predict the shield bash. I could predict the brutes unblockables. I hated the spears unblockables and the dual swords unblockables because they just come out of nowhere. But I think that the, I think the, the fight mechanics are extremely smooth. And I think this is where it kind of reminds everybody of the Arkham series. Absolutely. The free because flow, it is yeah. smooth and you can pull mm-hmm. off combos and you can take on large groups of enemies at once and you don't have to sneak around if you don't want to. And so I, I really dig that. I think they did a fantastic job uh, of making it easy for anyone to pick this game up and, and start slaughtering Mongols. And it's the great part of the tutorial too. They, you know, it's not like a baby walkthrough for an hour type of stuff. It's like, hey, this is how you hit. This is how you combo. And once you get through the main plot, you basically know just about everything in the first section or the first act of the game. Then it's just easy pickings. It's more about the exploration of the island. And it's for me, that's like, ah, oh, like a blue hydrangea island. Oh, it was amazing. I don't think Anybody you're using have- the word plot, right? What were you going to say, Crowley? Anybody know what he just said? Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like something, something, plot, island. something, something, so, tutorial. So there's a, there's oh, my a, God. So there's a, mythic, a, a mission a, quest where you go I, look for legendary armor. Yeah, I know. And yeah, yeah, you I basically know. find yeah, the, these yeah, blue no, hydrangeas. And then yeah, you just follow the blue hydrangeas. That's the fact that, that you're point. excited about blue hydrangeas on an island <laughs> in a video game. Yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't makes be? Makes me question a lot of my choices as a podcaster. As and an executive producer, wah, wah. A producer, <laughs> podcaster, human being. No, fun fact, Mr. Crowley. Um, yes, sir. When you when you touched on standoffs, 
if you max out that to get the you know the three person standoff, there's a gear set you get later on in the game that once you upgrade it, I want to say it's the second or third upgrade you could do to it, gives you an extra two uh, standoff or uh, additions to that streak. So you can end up wiping out a patrol of five guys in a single standoff. So let's let's talk about the outfits, the gear here for just a second. So yes. you, okay. you have your sword, right? And, that, and you can upgrade your sword and you uh-huh. have your smaller sword that you use for, uh, for stealth kills, for assassinations, uh, ninjutsu style, ten, Tenku. For those of you who are old enough to remember Tenku. Oh my God, I love Tenku. Uh, it's, it's very similar to that game uh, when it comes to assassinating and stealth kills, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But the outfits, I'm going to be honest, I have a little bit of a gripe with. Ew. And my gripe is this. Is so there's, you have the traveler outfit. Uh-huh. And that traveler outfit opens up 30% of the world, uh, more of the world. It, it lifts that fog of war 30, 30% more. So as you're riding along, if you come across an unidentified uh, area of interest that's marked with a little question mark, it'll pop up. And those, those can be, uh, the, like I said, the fox dens. Those can be shrines. Forts. Those can be forts. Those can be uh, um, uh, skins. For your for your sword, your sheath uh-huh. is what they call it. Scabbard, uh, yeah. It's just yeah, vanity. Scabbard, That's just what it yeah. is. It's really yeah, just they're... a vanity project that it's and I can I can agree with you, Crowley. I think it's just a bit <sighs> You don't even know what I was gonna say, Austin. No. He hasn't made his point yet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> STFU, Austin. Good <laughs> lord. So close to being an explicit episode. <laughs> right, so close. Austin brings it out in me. It's not my fault, it's his. So you have the traveler outfit and then you've got the archer outfit that you uh-huh. can change into that gives you, that gives you bonuses for your archery. And then you've got the, the samurai clan outfit that gives you yeah. massive bonuses. Once you've, once you've leveled it up uh, and, uh-huh. and upgraded it. And so you find yourself in this game and then you've got the stealth outfit, the Ronin outfit, which with, by the way, is my favorite outfit, uh, that you've got to, that you've got to switch back and forth all the time from these depending on the situation and i hate it yeah i i wish i wish that they did two things that either that they didn't make them as um almost oh, split up essentially um and or i wish you could make uh i guess build lists so you could just quickly quick swap from yeah quick change a little quick change list i can have like three different builds yeah. that i could just swap to uh in the menu luckily they do make hot swap easy you could do it literally at any time yeah that's yeah, the thing do, in games just... you can pause it and just hey i'm gonna switch to shooting these guys out of the trees right. okay and but then that takes just... me out of my immersion like you're not yeah. wrong austin but it <sighs> takes me out of the immersion Jeez. and especially especially in combat if i get ambushed wearing the traveler's outfit and someone tries to attack <sighs> me i got oh wait i gotta swap and i, I don't swap, swap. I, I think oh. this is maybe where the designers were like okay look like if you're riding around and you come up on somebody and they ambush you and you're not paying attention for whatever reason. Right. Like you're still you, you, like all of the other upgrades that you do, you should be able to get through the battle fine, which yeah. I've, I found that. And in my head, in my head canon that I, that I have while I play these types of games, it's I'm in my traveler's outfit and I have it set. Like the hats don't have any bonuses. It's just literally your armor. It's cosmetic. Your, yeah. So the hat's cosmetic and your face mask is cosmetic. So I have a look that I go with when I'm traveling. And then I have a look that I go with when I'm doing I did the stealth same exact thing. And then I have a look that I go with when I'm just like, screw it. I'm going in, you know, swords blazing, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so they've made it. So where if I'm in my traveler's outfit, 
that doesn't give you a lot of uh, bonuses to defense or to health. Like if, as long as your tech tree's a little bit, oh yeah, you can still with, pull through. You can still, yeah, you can pull it yeah. out. And usually that's more fun because then I found that in my traveler's outfit, people like the bandits get they they freak out more often and then they run. What? Like when you I've kill never... somebody, you've never had somebody run. So there's a oh no there, no no I have I have okay so yeah I think there's, a, there's a there's a terrifying mechanic okay yeah yeah there's a there's a uh, uh, an achievement a, a trophy that you unlock for shooting one of those guys in the back as they run. Yes, I've gotten that. Yeah. I got that within the first like 20 yeah, minutes. So <laughs> I love doing that, dude. I love that. The other thing I love about the combat is once you have them down, they may not be dead. Mm-hmm. And so you have the option to put them out of their suffering. And you walk which off on Which gives you more them, resolve. Which gives you more resolve, which is, which is how you do your special moves uh, and, and how you heal. And, uh, yeah, that's my favorite part is when they're crawling on the ground, like there's no mercy here, man. I am putting my sword through your spine and then I'm twisting it and I'm walking away Yeah, because I am a badass. Like, did you put your badass outfit on first? (laughs) No, every outfit I have cat is a badass outfit. So listening to you guys talk about the outfit changes just made me think. This is my grocery shopping outfit. This is my (laughs) outfit for when I go pick the kids up from school. That's what you guys basically. It's basically That's what that. it is. You nailed it. But no, I thought you were saying the traveler's outfit caused them to be terrified right away. I was like, whoa, I no, missed no, no. that. No, not right yeah, away, okay. but I think they yeah, have no. more of a chance. Like, they're like, holy crap, what did we get ourselves into? Well, there, there are certain ones. So eventually, I won't give any spoilers to it, but eventually we'll get an armor set that does increase your chance to terrify people when you get a kill. Um, and also, on the subject of outfits, I created a glorious one. You can find our Discord at badgamersanonymous.com. Jesus. Um, called the Colonel. Um, it is if you want to make it yourself, it's the chair's outfit. It's the traveler's outfit, uh, upgraded to the refined stage. So upgrade three or four. It's the uh, oh, I want to say it's the taiki, the taiki. It's basically a basket that's a straw. The takai. The takai. Yes, thank you. Oh I couldn't remember my. the name. And then it's the avenging lord mask, and you'll you'll know what it is because it has a long mustache and a kind of long soul patch. And because of the way they have it made, the, uh, the, the hairs on the mask kind of poke out of the basket. And so it looks like Colonel Sanders is trying to cover his face with a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. He looks like Buckethead. That's who he looks yeah. like. He looks like Buckethead. Yeah, or like a paper bag man whenever what's, Spider-Man was. What's funny about that mask that you're using, I'm looking at it on, on our Discord right now, that, that uh-huh. mask, that, that glowering Avenger or whatever it's called, I use that with my full samurai gear yes eventually you will get an armor set called the gosaku armor set it works really well with that yeah uh fully upgraded it's so nice like, I, I think I these, that- these outfits I, look i am no historian so i can't tell you if they're historically accurate but i can tell you this according to old 70s and 80s samurai movies out of japan these are 100 historically accurate uh, uh, from what I know, they, they're accurate. Sure. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a historian, but they look super either. cool. I love Japanese culture. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife loves Japanese culture. She just doesn't like this. This game's bloody. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of killing. Yeah. This um, isn't a kid's game. Not a kid's game at <laughs> all. But yeah. So I, I like the outfit. I like the, the switching of outfits that you're able to do that. I just wish there was a, a, a quick change button. Uh, let's let's yeah, talk about too. the let's talk about the quests and let's talk about the characters in the game that you meet off the bat. 
I think that they did a really good job. Number one, in this day and age, you've got to be PC. And it, it, they've used all, it, it looks and sounds like they've used all Asian actors. Uh, I don't know if they're all Japanese, but they've, they've at least tried to be cognizant of that. I think for the most part, yeah. So I think that's great. And that, I think that adds to the feel. And I'll be honest, like if, if, if the guy who plays Koten Khan is the guy uh, who plays uh, Kublai Khan in Marco Polo, which I think he is. I, like, I don't think so. I'm not saying the, as I, on his look, uh, the, the model, the character model looks like that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, so they, they modeled off of uh, Patrick Gallagher, who was the guy who voiced it. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. I think the voice acting in this game <laughs> is top freaking notch. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't think of another game. And, and I know Final Fantasy VII remakes out there. I know that's really well done. And I know that, that Jason is all about it's game of the year. That's not game of the year. It's close. But as we say, it's simply Stogie's no cigar. Uh, it's, this, is, this is it. Like This is top-notch voice acting. They nailed it. I would say for me personally, since I haven't finished uh, the Final Fantasy remake, um, I'd say this is this would definitely my game of the year. Um, you are a bad gamer. I just yeah, I've I've been busy with <laughs> playing the games for this podcast, Magic the Gathering. Uh, no, actually, don't play that because I don't. Wait, have wait, wait, what did Cat say? I said obviously. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's no, not getting um, laid. I I would. <laughs> I would say, well, yeah, you can't because the Rona. <laughs> Social distancing, man. <laughs> all, right, good, all, right, all right. You know what? Fair point. Fair point. Uh, hey, the government you know, uh, in uh, Canada issued a... Uh, oh, blow- my God. Not appropriate for PG. Oh, I'm not allowed. Only- really? <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> but no, um, I... If you I want would to find say- out what Kat's referring to, go to our Discord. <laughs> I can't even Free finish. com. Yeah, sorry. I- I'd say Final Fantasy Remake at the very least would give this thing, or this game would give Final Fantasy VII a, re- a run for its money at the very least, if not overtake it, in my opinion. Yeah. You're just scared to make Jason mad. What? No, yeah, he my- is. No. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he totally is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, moving on. What? So there, there are great things that help you out in this game. One of them are the Golden Birds. Oh, I hate those. I hate I those too. so much. So as you're riding uh, around, you're running around, you see this bird. Beep, beep, yeah. Beep. And, and then you got, I'm like, I'm surprised Austin's not doing sound effects. Is he there? Did, did Austin just leave? It's called <laughs> the silent know. treatment. It works effectively. <laughs> Why oh would God. you guys make him speak? He was quiet. I just wanted to make sure he was, I just wanted to make sure he was still here. <laughs> Anyways, so Golden Birds will lead you to points of interest that you've either discovered or haven't discovered. Um, and you'll find them by them chirping away, flying around you, and waiting for you to get your camera tracking on them. And sometimes they're in an area that's really bright and orangish and yellow, and it's really difficult to actually find them. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes. they like to glitch out on buildings. Oh my God, when they get stuck on a fence, I'm just like, what are you yes. doing, you stupid bird? <laughs> Oh my god! Drives yeah. me nuts. Um, yeah, who, Ghost of Tsushima Studio uh, or Sucker Punch? Whoever did the pad thing for the bird needs to be fired. I don't know if they need to be fired, but they need to make like do a drug test. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, do do that. Um, multiple endings to the game. We've already touched on that a little bit. Like, so yeah. that's that's like the major point of this game. Now let's let's get into the nitty gritty of this game. Let's talk about graphics. And when we talk oh. about graphics, let's start with the cutscenes. Beautiful. My God, it's like watching a movie. Right. It was Austin? incredible. Austin, what are your thoughts on the cutscenes? Amazing. Did I mean, we break I, him? I, I think so. I mean, I know Kat like messaged me on Discord after she finished this game is gorgeous or something a lot. Like she was yeah. amazed like, by, the, by the graphics. I played basically like the intro up until uh, where you see like the title screen. And then I played for like 10 minutes after that. But the amount of detail in the cutscenes, especially on their faces, was amazing. Mm-hmm. You could see like every pore. Yeah, I, I had like if I'm gonna nitpick, uh, your the main character, uh, Jin Sakai, uh, his facial expression never changes. Um, yeah, actually, he has, yeah, it does. Yeah, I imagine like he's the male version of Cat. He just has resting <laughs> face. He has no <gasps> face syndrome. Swear word. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, now we've gone explicit. <laughs> Around no, bleep we'll just it. bleep him out. Yeah, we'll just, just bleep him. Bleep it, Arturo. Uh, but yeah, like he's just, he, his facial expressions never change. He doesn't seem happy. He doesn't seem sad. He's just, we must find my uncle. Like really, so, dude? I don't remember what, so yeah, when I was playing, I was playing at a friend's house and, uh, after I was done playing, he took the controller and was showing me, I don't remember what it was called, but you can basically like set the scenery and take a picture. You can change his facial expression. Yeah, you can. So uh... He does have more than one. So he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the cutscenes and in the game, he doesn't see the that cuts, ha- yeah. ever change. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is in the cutscenes. Uh the gameplay is fantastic. Like I said, open world, the the platforming uh, with the with the grappling hook needs some work. I mean, but the platforming, like this I didn't have the biggest problem with the platform. I've definitely played worse. Like Assassin's Creed, oh, the sure. game that found its you know, footing on platforming, I've had much more issues with it because at least, at least this game doesn't fill its game with assets that my character doesn't understand which one I'm trying to you know point him towards. Assets being the stuff you grip on when you're climbing. Uh, so I mean, at least it didn't do that. But yeah, are you, I, are I, you, how do you know they're called assets? Uh, it's just, it's. I mean, every just about everything in a game is an asset. It's just something. Anything you that you can grab onto is an asset. <laughs> There's a joke in there that I can't make. <laughs> nope. <Yep. laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, well, photo mode is fantastic, but this seems to be like something that a lot of games uh, in this genre are starting to do, where yeah. they're they're really up in the level of graphics, they're up in the level of, uh, of prettiness in the game, and they want you to play around with it. And there have been some great, like if you go to Twitter, you can find some great screenshots from this game. And people have played with the photo mode, and it's it's just beautiful. You know what this? Because this game is Wallpaper Simulator 2020. Like I, I could take a picture. I mean, there. I don't know if I, that's. I don't know if that's true, man. There are several places in this game that would happily take a photo of on that. Find a way to take off the PlayStation and put it on my computer, and have that be my wallpaper. Well, just take a screenshot, send it to your Twitter account. And then go to your computer, log on to your Twitter account, and download it. 
Or you could be lazy and just Google it because I'm sure there's a lot of other people that have a lot of time on their hands that did it too. <laughs> That's probably 100% accurate. Oh, probably. Oh, All and right. speaking of the graphics, one, one last thing I want to mention. There is a, uh, a special color mode, if you will. Uh, if anyone has seen the, uh, the Seven Samurai, uh, Kurosawa um, has inspired a, a basically a visual mode in this where it's all black and white and it's kind of reminiscent of the film style that, or yeah, the it's, black and yeah. white style that, yeah, from that it's time. The, it, it's the Japanese. I butchered style. that entire thing, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I butchered that yeah. entire thing. Don't mind me. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like if you wanted to play Logan in black, like the special black and white edition of Logan. Like I don't understand why that was a thing, but whatever. It, it, it was Logan, the like, movie, they made a special. Why would it be in and, black and white? They made a black why? and white edition. I don't know why. <laughs> That's weird. Wasn't my idea. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, <laughs> talk about music. I think the music is great. It sets the pacing for the game. It lets you know when yeah. you're like when things are about to happen. It amps up for the fight scenes. Uh, there haven't like in a lot of games. There's times where that music just keeps going after the fight's uh-huh. over, and it doesn't happen in this game. I've had it happen once or twice, but that's usually because, like, I didn't notice a patrol off on the road that one of their guys just so happened to notice me, and it's still considered in combat. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I found that, too, especially when I want to quick travel. It's like, quick travel's not available while in combat. I'm like, I'm not in combat. I did have, yeah, I did have a couple of those glitches where, uh, yeah, it thinks you're in combat, but you're not. Because there were times when I straight up wasn't in combat. And I think I fixed it by attacking a little bit and then doing it. And yeah. Quick travel. I just waited. I just ran away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the scores are well written uh, and and they're, they're genre appropriate, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, the rich Japanese culture. When you're writing haiku. Yes. The, music. the song that that guy sings. Like, I don't want to butcher it, so I won't. <laughs> Please don't. But it's absolutely amazing, and it is, mm-hmm. it's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever hear. You and guys also, should uh, pay to borrow it so you can use it when Rob does his haikus. Yes, do it. Do it. <laughs> I was going to pay Rob a compliment, guys, and say that his haikus are a little bit better than the ones you can write. But no, you're right. They're probably like, we need to send this to Rob so he can just write better haikus. Um, yeah. That's not what I was saying. Also, also fun fact, uh, you can find, uh, or if you listen closely, you can hear Mongolian throat singing uh, while you're, I, I want to say it's it's definitely at the three main forts, and I want to say it's at some of the smaller ones too, but I can't quite remember. because I'm going to have to listen to that. I'm going to yeah. have to listen for that because that's actually pretty cool. It sounds cool. And yeah. what's, what's better is when you're listening to Mongolian throat singing, uh, Shout out to the Who, and you're killing Mongolians. <laughs> Who? The so the World Health Organization, H- you know? Yeah, no, it's spelled H U. Uh, Mongolian throat singing that has a kind of metal play on it. It's actually really good. Didn't they do the thing for yeah Sugani Sana uh, Fallen Order? Yeah, Sugani Sana. Yeah. Huh. Uh, useless yeah, information out. that I never needed to know. Uh, this, this is a single Another player game, not multiplayer. Yeah, there's no multiplayer mode. Special modes. We already talked about the Kurosawa mode. There's also the Samurai mode, the Standard mode, the Photo mode. There's all kinds of modes. There's DLC. 
Uh, no DLC, but there is a special edition, the digital deluxe edition, which I bought because I wanted to start with cool armor and a brown horse. Did you what what armor did you get in the special edition? A blue armor. Oh, that's and a it. brown just, horse. Just blue. and a brown horse. <laughs> oh, good. Two colors like mix well together. You got a bunch of stuff. You got like the theme. Like the theme is great for the PS4. Like when I turn on the PS4 now. It's yeah. Final Fantasy I wish stuff. I'd gotten that. Yeah. yeah. The, it's a dynamic theme. It's got great music with it. Uh, so I really dig that. There was also, there's some, uh, I think there's some digital art book that comes with it. I, have, I don't, I haven't looked at any of that. But you get. Who cares about that stuff? Right. Like I wanted, I thought, <laughs> well, maybe it's going to be like a black horse. Because, you know, that should be the one that like everybody wants. It's black That's what horse. I no. chose. Yeah, no, I got a brown horse. That was my special <laughs> digital deluxe edition. Way to spend money on a brown horse. You got right? God. I did get God. <laughs> for the extra 10 bucks. But you get, do get to start, because like when you start the game, your armor's busted. You got uh-huh. broken armor. You can start with armor that gives you no bonuses as well, but it looks really cool. It oh, looks cool. like the samurai clan armor, but it's blue. Oh, cool. And you get it a makes mask. your character you a, yeah. pretty. Yeah, your character can look pretty for the first, uh, you know, hour and a half that you're playing. Right. That's that's pretty much that that that's pretty much the extent of the special edition. So I wish I had this kind of extra ten dollars on. Yeah. Uh, hey, at least you got a really cool theme. And a brown horse. And a brown horse. And a brown horse. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. I don't know what that means. It's not Christmas. Days of Christmas. It's not. I hate, I hate you so much. It's not <laughs> Christmas. Uh, let's let's go around. Let's go around the horn, as they say in baseball, and uh, find the out what what the people thought around the horn. You know what? Go around you know, the horn. It's probably an old horns. person term. Yeah, it's a, we it's we saying wouldn't it. recognize it. It's a foreign language. No, it's I recognize it. It's a saying of baseball. Austin's back. Welcome back, Austin. Oh wait, they don't have baseball in Canada. We have hockey. And that's how Kate well, knows have... he has not been laid. What about the Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> if what Kate knows the... a term that Crowley knows, that's how he does not get laid. Uh, how They got Toronto Blue Jays in, uh, in, in, in Canada. Yeah, but I'm guessing, Toronto? yeah, I'm guessing based off of Kat's comment, it's not the Toronto Blue Jays aren't the most popular team in Canada. Uh, I, I just don't, don't watch sports. No one does. Right? You Nobody can't call does. call it ice soccer. It is I ice do. soccer. Everyone it's not America. ice soccer. You don't kick it. It's ice soccer. It's ice soccer. Ice soccer. That is the worst comparison <laughs> All right, let's ever. get back to an American pastime. We'll go around the horn. Austin, what's your opinion of this game? Giving bad opinions is American pastime? Probably not. But in order for the game to get further on, this game definitely deserves a Game of the Year award. In my opinion, with how the graphic storytelling and cinematic scenery, even in the actual gameplay, where the combat experience is just on par with uh, being it up as a new masterpiece. Everyone should enjoy it. I believe that if you don't buy this, then you are missing out. And that, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to be looking around people going, yeah, do you remember this guy? I totally shanked this guy behind a shoji. It's like, I don't know what he's talking about then you know you have been left out of a very important cultural significance. So yes, 10 out of 10 if you do not buy it. Wait, 10 out of 10 if you do not buy it? Yes, because it stands <laughs> was... on par anyways. So it still goes without saying. It's still 10 out of 10 even if you don't buy it. Welcome back to the show, Austin. 
Caden, what about you? What's your opinion of this game? Uh, fantastic game. The few nitpicks I have are few and far in between. It runs surprisingly well on the PS4 with how detailed the graphics are. Uh, I think that the several years they took making this game were good on it. Uh, combat's great. Storyline is fantastic. I haven't felt like there are any major plot holes or dumb plot devices. And this is one of the few games I would honestly say is worth a full price tag of $60. Go buy it. Go play it on a PS4. Buy your friend's PS4. Ship it to, you know, sh- ship it in between y'all like what we at BGA did. 10 out of 10. Um, can we just review this every week? Right? <laughs> Wish you would. Kat, uh, what's your opinion of this game? Glad I didn't have to go after Austin because I don't know how I would have topped that. <clears throat> I didn't play it enough to really give it a fair, fair review. I played it for an hour, but for the little bit that I did play, it was great. Made me want to play more. The combat was great. It actually makes you think and strategize instead of just mashing buttons. The graphics were amazing. I didn't really get to play much beyond that, so I'm going to say probably a solid 8 out of 10 because I don't, yeah, I'm basing it off of an hour. All right. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, hour in, 8 out of 10. Yeah, Uh, that's fair. For me, this is a game of the year contender. Uh, when the Crowleys come out at the end of the year, and I can't wait for you three to do the Crowleys, and I'll be around yes. for that as well. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. It's gonna isn't be my time. community service over? No. <laughs> no, sure isn't. I want to know which one of you is going to pose for the Crowleys uh, with, with a shirtless and a, and a bow tie. Yeah, well, it's not going to be me. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, this is Game of the Year contender. Uh, absolutely, this deserves the Crowley for Game of the Year in my uh, opinion it easily beats out final fantasy 7 remake for several reasons one i think that they did a great job with the voice acting above and beyond what final fantasy 7 remake did i think that the story is more engaging than the final fantasy 7 remake i think that this is a full game with a full story completely done where final fantasy 7 remake is going to have how many more chapters and while i'm very excited to have x amount of chapters uh, in more gameplay for final fantasy 7 this game does it as far as combat. It is smooth. It is intuitive. Uh, the tech tree is fantastic. It's awesome. There's not a lot of magic. Yeah, there are some, some throwing knives that you can have and some sticky bombs. But you know what? You've got to use those sparingly. You have to really, like 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 Kat said, there's a lot of stratagem that goes into this to figure out how you're going to get out of it alive. Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of missions yet where I have not come out alive. There's only, I think, two. And uh, one was because I let them kill a hostage. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, those yeah. ones are really hard when you have to save a village and it's like, hey, if you don't kill them quick enough, they'll kill the hostages and you lose already. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a game being hard. <laughs> You're okay with them killing kill the hostages. hostages. You're a terrible negotiator, Crowley. I, yeah, I don't care. I just kill the <laughs> but I'm okay with a game being hard. It has been a long time. Uh, since I've been able to go, this game was challenging, this game was fun, this game was engaging. And the last one that I can remember outside of Final Fantasy VII is Horizon Zero Dawn. And this has that same kind of feel to it that Horizon Zero Dawn did. I think this is going to be a franchise going forward. I hope to see more innovation from Mm -hmm. Sucker Punch and build on this great foundation that they have this is a 9.8, 9.7, somewhere around there for me. There are a couple of nitpicky things. There's no such thing as a 10. Anyone who gives a score of a 10 is oh a rookie. Oh, my God. And you're That's what I scores. say. 
If you give it 10, there's nowhere you can't go up. But exactly. this is almost this these is two knuckleheads constantly hey, give tens. Cat, this is why you're the host of this show, and these two Yahoos are over here going 10 out of 10, your best game ever, until the next two games come up. I really like And then that's a 10 out of 10. Oh my God. You sound yes, just like Austin. Toes, toes. Always. So well, my good gentleman. So good, well. Oh, there right. you go. Nine so you all heard it here. I'm in charge now. Cat, you are in charge. Hooray! You're in charge of this fun circus. Cat, do you want do you want to do the outro? Or do you want me to? I want you to. You're only doing it because <laughs> I allow it. Like, yeah. End it. End it now. I'm tired of all right. this. Read it. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and end her suffering. But I'm just. Um, <laughs> Hey, uh, next, yes. Don't say it unless you're actually going to. <laughs> next week, we'll be reviewing Death Stranding, the walking simulator that has recently come to PC that I am oh so excited to play. Oh my Insert God. sarcasm here. Let me, let, me, let me just break down Death Stranding for you real quick. If you ever <laughs> wondered what UPS looks like during the apocalypse, yes, Death Stranding. That is, that is what it's looked like. But you know what? We're reviewing it because it's got a PC launch and... You know what? COVID has made PC launch you know, game launches rare these days, so might as well review it. Six point three out of ten. <laughs> if you'd blah, like blah, to come blah, hang blah. out with us or leave us your feedback, uh, you can join the Creative Brain Candy Discord server. Just go to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and click the link in the top right corner. If you'd like to get your hands on some CBC merch, uh, including ours, you can go to creativebrandcandy.com and click the link in the top right corner that also says merch. Um, the link to our specific merch page is also on our website right next to the Discord link. There you go. Thanks, yeah, guys, for on. having me. I appreciate uh, you letting me come on, host this show, <laughs> run rough shot over all three of you, and tell you exactly why this game is a 9.7 and not a 10 out of 10. No problem. We it's enjoy okay. that. We do anything for volunteer Please, work, Crowley. Anything come back anytime work. you'd like, because I I love having you on. Because you don't have to kiss my butt. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'm, I, it's I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm already in charge. You're not going to weasel your way in. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, wanna, I like legitimately, I, I do find the episodes you come on very entertaining. Hey, so Iron Man. Show Iron Man VR. Go play it. That That's a that's an 8.3 out of 10. Just FYI, Iron Man VR. Love that game. You guys got to play it. If you've got a VR, PSVR, so good. If you have a thousand dollars to spend on a VR, go they for it. It's, it's four hundred bucks. <laughs> Shut up, Austin. <laughs> for those they of you who don't, let me come on to talk about it. So I'm talking about it now. Wah, wah. <laughs> Does that oh, mean man, that from... us who who don't have that can just come to your house and play it? Yeah, yeah. that's can an I, open Crowley, invitation to your house? for you to walk yeah. into Crowley's you know house okay, cool. and touch if all the three of you, If the three of you want to come to the house and play some VR games, have at it. That sounds good. I'm open invitation. Perfect. Just send me your address. Fax it. I don't know. However, you old people send out your address nowadays. However, you old people. landline. Landline. <laughs> Only you uh, know dial about up. landline. Oh man! From all of us here at Bad Gamers Anonymous, myself, Cat, Austin, and the Honorable Mister Crowley, we're signing off. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. 
Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem. <laughs>